Hi everybody, it's Ryan here. Uh, just wanted to take a minute and give you guys a little heads up about the episode. So, during this last recording, we were in a little bit of a different situation as far as our setup, and it sounds like you're on a windy beach because I breathe like an elephant, apparently. Uh, so there's going to be some moments when Jordan's talking where it might sound like he's in a tin can. Um, through the editing process, that was at least better than just noises constantly while he's talking. Uh, so just wanted to give you guys a little heads up about that, and I hope you enjoy the show. You don't know because you lost your bones. You lost everything you had. Um, his balls wasn't feeling right. I mean, it's worth it to not get caught for murder. Anyways, the horses uh, do not mesh with um, khaki pants. See, so these are where the questions come from. This yeah. is where it stems from. This is what makes it fun. Welcome back to Creepy Campfire, your source for all things strange, the unexplainable, the infamous, and the mysterious. Here are your hosts, Jordan and Ryan. All right, guys. Welcome back to the Creepy Campfire podcast. Another wonderful episode. Oh, man. It's been a couple weeks. Missed you guys. Um, well, this is Jordan and my uh, my great co-host and co-spirator here. Conspirator here. Ryan. Co-spirator. Hey, always conspirating about something. Yeah. Co-spirator. <laughs> yeah. Either way. Um, what you know? What you been up to? Uh, how have you been? I've been good. Um, starting the house hunt, which is a lot and scary, and might be. It's like scary enough to put on the campfire list of topics. <laughs> First time <laughs> home buying. Yeah. Well, I think I think. Well. Let me just sign a thirty-year contract for something. I think depending on the situation, wedding planning could be on there too. It. Yeah. I mean, I there already, are bridezillas. I conquered yeah. that fight, but it's <laughs> not it, to say that our ladies are doesn't make it any less scary love you too so yeah starting the house hunt back up starting the house hunt oh i have to give a psa especially for all of our sacramento listeners it's dark times in our city the one and only dimple records is closing oh man and it's just breaking my heart yeah that was a tough blow it's it's not gone yet but it's it's on its way there will literally be like no record store besides not like a good one not like a good one <laughs> not like don't get me wrong like there's other good records records record stores like i just found another cool one on our street you showed me mm-hmm. um but it's it's the only one where like you get so limited like dimple if you don't know because we get have listeners all over the world dimple it's got used movies used cds old and new records like new movies and cds come out and you can go there and it's like well maybe i'll find it at target no you'll definitely Mm -hmm. find it at dimple and it was like when i first moved to sacramento you know super broke it was kind of what me and cassandra did like to like give ourselves a little break on payday like okay let's go to dimple and find some movies for like three bucks you could walk out of there with some really cheap entertainment yeah yeah, I'm sad you never got to come and experience uh, Tower Records though back yeah. in the day, and it's full, um, and it's in its glory, yeah. its former glory. It was great. I feel like this is like the local fall of what Tower Records was. Yeah, Tower was big all over California. Tower was huge. So this one's like just the the same impact, but a little local, a little more local. Yeah. So, R.I.P. to to Dimple. 
I'm telling you, we'll buy it out. We did. We'll make it happen. <laughs> we did have one good thing happen with it going down. While I was there raiding through the stacks of Spider-Man comics and used anime DVDs, <laughs> I found us a little Bigfoot noisemaker. We've got the howl, the snort, the roar, and the groan. So now we have a little Bigfoot mini soundboard for the show. Do you want to incorporate something real quick? Oh, we will. I don't give him a taste. Let's see. We'll do the groan because that's how sad we feel about dimple. dimple. So here's the groan. This one goes out to you. Oh. <laughs> so that sucks, but other than that, just house hunting. Yeah. Doing doing the thing. That's good, man. Yeah. Keeping busy with work. Besides. Well, what do you? What is your topic for today? Oh, before we get into the topic, we wanted to take a moment and talk to you guys about some other podcasts. We know that, of course, like we always say, we're not the only one that you're listening to. So we always like to point you in the direction of good other podcasts. So this first one, I really doubt if you're listening to our show that you're not already listening to them. Uh, but you guys need to go check out Astonishing Legends. If you like our show, then you'll really love this one. They love researching and analyzing stories just like we do. But man, they go in so much more depth. There's some things we might gloss over for the sake of time. They do not. They do not leave a single stone unturned. And their topics range the gamut of paranormal, strange phenomena to mysterious places, people, historical events. And trust me, the hosts Scott Philbrook and Forrest Burgess, they've got you covered. They keep things light with a good conversational style. And this show, it's really just about anything that they find fascinating, and they just go into extreme amount of depth with it. I just really feel this show sets the standard for our genre. So if you like our show and you're not already, which I doubt, go check out Astonishing Legends. And we want to take the time to tell you about a second podcast, Cryptid Addicted. Hosts Patty and Megan will keep you laughing during your commute. They really do just keep cracking jokes throughout the stories of all these cryptids across the world that it just keeps you rolling a uh, little bit of a warning they do have kind of a foul mouth um, i know we try to watch that on our show and some people aren't quite comfortable with it so just a warning but i'm telling you these guys are funny and they definitely make that drive to work a lot better and who doesn't like cracking up about cryptids man i mean come on so cryptid addicted check them out uh shout out to you listeners we've been getting oh, yeah. more interaction we really appreciate that mm -hmm. uh, actually we meant to mention a couple listener conversations on the last episode but we had already recorded it didn't even think about it till the end so we're going to throw them on here um, they're going to be at the end of the episode we have a couple of listener personal stories uh, and a little mini discussion so looking forward to that yeah so hang around nice little tease there hang around to the end of the episode and you'll you'll get to hear that so yeah look into what it was and, uh, well, we don't, one of them wanted to be anonymous, so we'll keep it. Hopefully it wasn't that one. It was that one. <laughs> okay, cool. So we'll just cut that entirely. <laughs> cool. So we'll go into those stories a little later on. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. So Off to a great start. Little teaser. What do we What do we have for us, Jordan? We're doing mer creatures mer today. Creatures. Mer creatures. Not just mermaids. More specifically, more mermaids. <laughs> okay. There's not a whole lot on other on other mer creatures out there. I would say. I was well, I was looking. Let's be real. Mermaids were the thing for a long time, and then ladies were like, "Well, I want to look at hot fish people too." Mm -hmm. And then mermaids were made. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, their counterpart was was developed. 
Yeah, I wanted to do that in like in comparison to sirens, but I realized that actually, um, you know, like the the old Greek mythology sirens, the ones mm-hmm. that would summon people to their death with their mm-hmm. songs. <clears throat> but in my research, I kind of realized that um, some of the stories of mermaids stemmed from sirens, so okay. they kind of came from the same kind of coincide. Yeah, um, where sirens are actually. Uh, They've been seen both as aquatic, but they've also been pictured with half bird bodies too. So, half bird bodies. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, sirens specifically, not mermaids. Sirens, yes, not mermaids. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It makes me think of um. Oh, what's that? Uh, the harpies. Makes mm-hmm. me think of the harpies. Yeah, essentially, that's that's kind of what. Yeah. Yeah, they were going for. I think mm-hmm. when they did it. Okay. Um. Well, you know, I've seen a mermaid. You've seen a mermaid. I've seen a couple mermaid. No. Mer- mermaids. I don't know. Yeah, of like course. Besides Ariel, downtown on, downtown on K Street. Oh yeah, dive oh, bar. Okay. Yeah, so okay. <laughs> Shout out to our local bar, dive bar, that has uh, mermaids swimming from what four to four to mid four to two two a.m. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Really cool bar downtown. Where oh, yeah, the, there's mermen there too. There's yeah, mermen you there. go on the right night, <laughs> you'll get you some mermen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for you know, if you're into that sort of thing. Yeah, they do. They do a really good job, though. Mm-hmm. They're really cool. Um, but so the sirens are kind of intertwined. Now, is it the sirens are they're kind of their own thing, and yeah. just mermaids are kind of a branch off of that? Um, yeah, uh, I found stories for mermaids uh, dating a little bit further back, but like as far as when accounts of both started happening, they were kind of coinciding and uh, very similar. Okay. So. I feel like just one person saw one thing and one person saw another thing kind of thing. People saw what they wanted to see, which is a lot of these accounts, actually. So I tried to go a little bit different with this one. Um, I usually try to get a bunch of backstory and stuff like that on whatever specifically I'm doing, but I found a lot of supposed eyewitness accounts. So I'm going to go try to go through them all. Um, just straight for the accounts? In order, yeah. The accounts and... Let's and we'll look, just kind of see what we think of them. Let's be real. Everybody knows what a mermaid is at this point. Yeah. I mean, so. I've got like your typical description. So, Because it's it's an aquatic creature with the head and upper body of a female human and the tail of a fish. They're, they've been in folklore forever. Mm-hmm. Um, the earliest stories uh, date back as far as 1000 BC, in which the goddess Atargetus nice. transformed herself into a mermaid out of shame for accidentally killing her human lover out of shame so that was supposedly the first story mm-hmm. a, a goddess um a targetus yeah i think that's how you say it i think it's and we've talked about this a little bit before but i'm always really interested in the stories that kind of span across cultures mm-hmm. so i mean you have mermaids and and stories in a lot of cultures because you've got the greek myths you have i'm pretty sure celtic myths of mermaids mm-hmm. And then even um, Asian myths of mermaids, although they're a little different, the what I've seen of it, they're a little bit more. Um, it's not so much this clean half and half divide. It's more. So you've of a, done a little bit of research on this too, yeah? Yeah, I've, I've heard a thing or two about them. Okay. Right. But but yeah, they're. I, I always I like this, and I like the topics that we pick that are. They just they kind of span across cultures because I think there's something to <clears throat> that for how cut off people were at that time but they're still explaining and seeing and reporting the same thing yeah at one point or another there were um 
there were stories or accounts of mermaids of almost like in any known civilization mm-hmm. like anywhere with a sh- with a shoreline they they yeah they were there and then you get into the debate of like okay because there's so many so many explanation or so many uh, so much documentation of this is it that this was actually happening because everyone's seeing it or is it just this is this kind of unilateral idea jumping on the bandwagon well not even so much jumping on the bandwagon but it's just a natural thing that the human consciousness like imagines Mm -hmm. you know like the whole there's lots of things like pyramids being built in both europe or not europe look at lord and egypt (laughs) and south america and things that just like span that like these people never contacted each other but they still thought of this Mm -hmm. so is it was this just like the natural thing for people to think about or was there more to it? It's cool when it when it goes across when it transcends borders, though. Yeah. So mermaids have been you know associated kind of both ways, good and bad. Mm-hmm. Um, for a long time, they were associated with like perilous events, like floods and storms and shipwrecks and drownings. Mm-hmm. And some of the, the uh, harpy or um, siren stuff was kind of like that too. The shipwrecks specifically more more okay. those so them. So they've also been seen as like kind creatures that have like bestowed gifts upon people or even fallen in love with, with other humans. Oh, that's an old idea? Mm-hmm. Okay, because see, a lot of what I had heard is a lot of kind of this like bastardizing of the original idea of them, um, um, like that's happened to a lot of things like leprechauns and other kind of stuff where mm-hmm. originally this was like a really scary thing that people talked about, but because of pop culture, like The Little Mermaid, yeah. don't you dare talk about Disney or the little mermaid they are both wonderful they were they were great but they are great because i know i know there's some disney haters out there but we are a pro disney family on this podcast this is true yep as i stare at all of jordan's disney pops disney pops disney world for the honeymoon you know what don't call me out like that (laughs) jeez but i i had thought that that was just kind of a new idea that they were a good thing i thought it was they were always kind of an evil creature They've been seen either way throughout time because they've, like I said, I mean, since 1000 BC, like they've been around. The stories of them have been for way longer than I thought. Okay. I didn't know that it went back that far. They were, you know, they were, there was a little bit of, there's some Asian influence in there too. Like they're, mm. they've, they've been a little bit everywhere. Um, but I found, I found some in Japan that okay. date back to 619. Which if you think about it, we're talking about an ocean dwelling creature. Mm-hmm. It makes sense for them to kind of travel the globe. Could make it anywhere. I mean, just like sea turtles. <laughs> yeah. The best animal there is. Your favorite, for sure. Um, I mean, if you could just land on any beach that you wanted, like, why not? I mean, as long as you can make it up the sand when you're born. Yeah, I mean, you got that hurdle, but you get it out early on. It's like, once you pass that, like... Then you're good. Yeah. Then you can just... You, can you just gotta worry the... about a great white, and like, let's be real, how many of those are there? Not yeah. many. You can ride the... Uh... What's what's the what's the, the the transcontinental? No, no, no. That that's land. Uh, oh man, what is it? Come on, crush. Oh, our Disney references are going out the window. Oh my god! All right. Oh man, our wives would be so disappointed. <laughs> Perfect timing for that. Um, we're just we're just leaving that be. Yep, we're just going. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna continue on. Okay. Um, so you're you're six nineteen. Uh, during the reign of Empress Suiko. I'm sorry, who? Suiko. Suiko. S-U-I-K-O, I'm assuming. That sounds like a... Su- like a Suiko? Maybe uh, the I is silent. It could be Suiko. Okay. Suiko. 
Sounds like a Sonic character. It does kind of. Yeah. yeah. Sweet. Suica. Like a fox or something. Too many we played too many games. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> um, so one was supposedly captured in Japanese waters and brought before the court and the Empress herself. Um, the creature was allegedly kept in a makeshift tank for the entertainment of visitors to the court. Okay. So it was just a, kind of an amusement. And that, that was it? It was just left like that? Like there was no... There is a lot to that story that I wasn't going to go into. Um, they don't treat it well. Oh. And it it ends up dying. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was one of the earliest accounts I could find was that they kind of used it for just kind of a spectacle. Yeah. You know? Like as we've just like a fish now. in an aquarium. Exactly. Yeah. Which I, yeah. 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 Okay. Um, That's sad. <laughs> yeah. We're getting, we're getting the dark ones out of the way first. Um, and then so we're going to jump ahead a little bit. Uh, in 1493, I didn't know this either until I did this research, uh, sailing off the coast of Hispaniola, Christopher Columbus reported seeing three three mermaids. I'd heard about this one, actually. It's a shame that Columbus's reputation is kind of going down the toilet these days or else it would carry a little more weight. This but, is true. Yeah, I'd heard about this one. Tell 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 the lovely listeners about it. So they say he says he reported seeing three female forms which rose out of the sea, but were not as beautiful as they are as they were represented. Um, did you hear what people proposed that that those three figures could be? No, manatees. Oh yeah, yeah, the manatees or the um, which I think they try to say all of them are manatees. Mm-hmm. But specifically, I think they said that the ones Columbus that saw were manatees because I want to say in like the journal he he penned this in. Yes, he had said that they were pretty ugly. Mm-hmm. Like at first he was like, "Oh, like swimming ladies," and then he gets a closer look and he's like, "They are very ugly like swimming sea, ladies." Because manatees are like the sea cows, right? Yeah. yeah, and I think he had mentioned specifically like whiskers or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have that kind of walrusy looking face. Yeah, so kind of like a sea lion slash walrus mm-hmm. slash cow. But people don't know. They weren't there. True. They, they didn't see us. True. Um, and um, the logbook of Blackbeard, a, a prominent English pirate, um, also included some, some passages about him and his crew seeing mermaids um, in their travels. Nice. And them actually swimming up along the boat. But he tried to avoid them because supposedly they brought bad luck. And they were told, they were said to like try to fool people out of their gold and even like you know like drag them to the bottom of the sea it's kind of another kind of um siren literation very tricky creature yeah they've always been known to be tricksters too that's been something that's commonly associated with them even with like enticing people like male sailors with love and romanticism i don't know why oh my romanticism yeah, yeah. romanticism it's a word just Look come on over. You like my little fishy tail? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Just splashing in the water. <laughs> Talk about bastardizing. <laughs> uh, yeah, he. You know, he thought he thought he loved him for a second, and then they're just manatees. Um, Henry. So a couple of a couple of Europeans uh, had noted seeing them on their travels over here. Uh, Henry Hudson who had the Hudson River and Hudson Bay named after him, was another one who said he spotted them in 1608. Um, he said that the sailors that were with him claimed that from the navel up, 
uh, when they spotted this one, uh, that her back and breasts were like a woman's, but when she dove under the water, they saw her tail, which was that of a porpoise. That's a very big tail. A porpoise is... Like, you always imagine it being, like, kind of slender and scaly. I think a porpoise is more similar to a dolphin, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. It's just an... Yeah. It's in the family. Mm-hmm. Is that what the... No, that's a beluga. Never mind. Because they have, like, a stubbier... No, like... F- not muzzle. Front. Yeah. Face thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever that is. The front of them. Because we're biologists. <laughs> yeah, obviously we're up on our fish. Especially since porpoises are not fish. (laughs) So, uh, in 1610, a British captain allegedly saw a mermaid from a pier. No, he didn't. He saw mermaids. No. (laughs) That one is so long. Thank you for including it, though. That was great. He saw mermaids. That's exciting. That is exciting. How did I know that you were going to do that? (laughs) You could see the... The, just the this you, building you waiting in anticipation <laughs> um saw a mermaid uh from a pier at the port of sento jonzu which is in uh, also in japan the creature was swimming in the water nearby and reportedly came really close to where the captain stood he noted that she had the head of a woman and the body of a fish with a prominent dorsal fin running down the middle of her upper body that sounds terrifying it does so like not not a upper half, this one's just, just the a head. face. Like can you imagine just a like a face on a fish's body, just looking up at you, just oh, that's <laughs> and then t- if I, I talk to you, oh my god. Oh, I just yeah. I'd wake me up. I picture like a cod with just a woman's <laughs> face. Why's it got to be a cod though? I, I, I guess it could be a salmon. I don't know. Be whatever it wants to be. You do you. You do you, fish. Um. But sea traders from the West would make note of mermaids in Japanese waters on many occasions in their logbooks. And some captains even made an effort to avoid known mermaid sites so as to not come across the often mischievous creatures. So Japan's a hot spot, not even just for the Japanese, but for the Westerners even coming there. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, I mean, like I said, we're there a little bit everywhere, but I think that this was just like where people were, and the initial travels back in the day, like the long journeys that people were taking, they were seeing them everywhere. Another mermaid encounter was once offered as true uh, that came from Edward Snow's Incredible Mysteries and Legends of the Sea. So about 1614, uh, who was famous for... Uh, Wait, the John Smith. Who was famous for... The John... No, oh. I won't do it again. Okay. <laughs> uh, yes, the John Smith, the one who was famous for founding Jamestown. In 1614, he wrote about his encounter with a mermaid um, that, that it swam with about with all possible grace very very high you know regards not lacking in any form the full 10 out of 10 10 out of 10 (laughs) great dive uh he pictured her as having large eyes a finely shaped nose that was somewhat short and well-formed ears that were rather too long he went on to say that her long green hair imparted to her an original character that was by no means unattractive i hate to tell you mr smith that green that's mold (laughs) (laughs) but he was taken with that mold don't be taken with any mold. By no means unattractive, okay? He's, 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 he, in that in that day and age, he was, he was fawning. He, she was fawning. Apparently he's she fawning, fawning over everything. Well, New world, man. You gotta I, conquer that. Yeah. All the guys are fawning over all the, you know. I feel like it was just like all these guys that are out at sea for this long without any women on their boat. Well, if you start... remember from Roanoke, there was like a hundred guys and like five women. Yeah. 
<laughs> but a journey where you're not as trying to set up any establishment necessarily. Like you, you I don't. You'd be lucky if there were any women on the you boat. You didn't do the math very well on that no. one. No, no. So you start seeing what you want to see out at sea. That's a lot of seas. In fact, Smith was so taken with this lovely woman that he began to experience the first effects of love, quote unquote, as he gazed at her before his sudden realization that she was a fish from the waist down. <laughs> that, if that doesn't deserve a groan, I don't know what does. <laughs> That's pretty disappointing. That's pretty disappointing. She's so precious. Just, oh, man. Oh, no. That's like literally that whole, like, from top to bottom scan down. Oh, no. I couldn't have said it better myself, Bigfoot. We sh- we should give him a name. Okay. Listeners, we're Ooh, call- we're calling yeah. out to you. Name submissions. We we our new guest in the uh, in the studio. He's a Bigfoot, but he needs a name. Prefer preferably something with some alliteration or such something that starts with B or C because of the campfire. You know what? Just scratch all. Just you guys tell us whatever you think. You have your task. You know we need mascot for the show. Just send it in. Just, just, just tell us. Where can they tell us that, at, Jordan? Creepy Campfire Podcast. Campfire Podcast. Creepy Campfire Podcast. Gmail dot com. You know that Creepy Campfire Podcast. There's a couple of peas in there. A couple peas in there. A couple extra peas. Got extra C's and peas everywhere. Tell, tell us about these fish ladies that are in there, though. Which ones? The mermaids or the the uh, ones making John Smith say? Or the sea cows? Oh. Um. So that was it for John Smith. By the 1800s, uh, hoaxers were churning out faked mermaids by the dozen to satisfy the public's interest in the creatures. By the 1800s, it was already a really popular thing. The great <laughs> showman, P.T. Barnum. Oh, no. Not another thing. <laughs> and it became one of the... It, he, okay, so he, he came out with the Fiji mermaid uh, in, in the 1840s, and it became one of his most popular attractions. And this was, I, I believe, the same Barnum as Barnum and Bailey. Yep, it is. Um, people would pay 50 cents... Hoping to see a long-limbed, fish-tailed beauty comb her hair. It's like Ariel. Little mermaid status. And were surely disappointed. Because uh, instead they were met with a grotesque fake corpse uh, that was only a few feet long. It had the torso, head, and limbs of a monkey and the bottom part of a fish. To modernize, it was an obvious fake, but it fooled and intrigued many at the time. Monkey fish. Oh, monkey fish. I... <laughs> That's the name of them. That, yeah. Monkey fish. Some, something monkey fish can be the name of the episode. I just picture him out back behind the tent like a 1960s cartoon villain like with a big nose and his like like carnival outfit just counting his money from all the people that are in line. He's just like, yes, yes. As like literally out front, you've got a, you've got a half a monkey duct, duct taped to the inside of half a fish. <laughs> you fools. <laughs> it's terrible. It's demented. <sighs> Just imagine the smell. Oh, no. I don't want to imagine the smell. Fish and dead monkey. That's why he was kept in a glass box, be, okay? This got to be the worst combination. Fish and dead monkey. That sounds like all kinds of diseases. <laughs> <laughs> no, the mercury kills them. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I guess, you're, I guess you're right. I mean, I think it's kind of smart that he picked Fiji. Mm-hmm. Because there are some weird stuff, like the kiwi. Yeah. That, you know, they don't make sense. And... I'm sure it was a time where we didn't know a lot about Fiji, so it wasn't like you could just, I mean, you couldn't just Google up, hey, Fijian animals. Well, yeah, no Google in 1940. No, no, it wasn't working. (laughs) And nobody wanted to sit through the encyclopedia and flip through all those pages. Nobody. No. You just looked at them, 
They looked nice in your house. Can you imagine that date night, though? Like, just picture... <laughs> Honey, <laughs> babe, you and me... P.T. Barnum. We gonna get... He found a mermaid. <laughs> We're gonna go see her. Yeah, she's alive. <laughs> Trust me. Oh, I pictured a totally different date. <laughs> For me, it was like, baby, you and me this bottle of wine and we're going to flip through the encyclopedia till we find that <laughs> Fiji section. Lame. <laughs> Lame. We're going to look through those Fijian animals. No, they wanted to go see it face to face. They wanted to smell that dead fish monkey. We're going to research this monkey. Oh. What kind of monkey do you think they put on top of that? I feel like it was something small. I feel like it was like a, I don't know. I keep picturing the Ace Ventura monkey. Something <laughs> like that. I feel like it was probably a little <laughs> bigger than that. But yeah, something along those lines. Yeah. Not human length. And that's the other thing is I'm pretty sure this thing wasn't very big, like I don't know, four feet max. I said a few feet long. Yeah, a few so a few feet. So it's like if this was a mermaid at one point, it was a literal baby yeah. mermaid. So. Yeah. Well at least what you're trying to pass off. Right. Gross. Which then it just makes it even more sad if you believed it was a mermaid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, well, I would assume that anybody who did go and see it probably didn't know any different by any given time, so they probably thought they saw a mermaid and they paid five cents and it was a steal. I feel like that had to be such a cool time. Like, it was full of lies around you, but it looked real and, like, like just the carnival atmosphere in general. Well, I mean, there was cocaine in the medicine. <laughs> there, was, there, was, there was all sorts of drugs in the medicine. There was, everything was cheap. Housing was, like, ridiculously affordable. And then Hitler comes along. Ruins it for everybody. I found two sightings uh, between 1870 and 1890 in Canada. One uh, in Vancouver and one near Victoria. That's some coal mermaids. Yeah, right? In the northern waters. But it didn't go into them. It just said that they were seen, that that a reported... A fisherman had reported five sightings of a mermaid in 1881, in June of 1881. Five sightings, though. They're everywhere. Like, these sightings are everywhere. How are you going to see it five times and not have a longer description? Right? Like, oh, hey, Bob, um, saw that again. I mean, I'm pretty sure everybody's description is somewhat similar nowadays. I mean, you know, you can only see so many pretty, you know, hot women on top of fish bodies. (laughs) (laughs) Or want to see. I suppose. If you... Do you want to see that? <laughs> I mean, not me personally. I'm sure there are people out there. But I feel like it's like, oh, man. Like, you're picturing it, and then you're like, oh, i got to rationalize this. Like, why was this here? Oh, it was a fishtail. It was swimming around. That's why I was here. Sure. Sure, sure. Yep. Sure. Yep. I wasn't just fantasizing. No. Whatever you got to tell yourself <laughs> and everybody you know. Oh, <laughs> people on boats. I won't even say sailors. That's disrespectful. Just people on boats. People on boats. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's the only place you're going to see him. Um, found a couple in Scotland. Uh, they were one was in Orkney, Scotland, and they took. Uh, There's a couple of them, and they took place over a few summers around 1890. Um, there were sightings of a creature that came to be known as the Deerness Mermaid, which I think uh, Deerness is a region within Orkney. It's like a like a town potentially. Um, a regular visitor to Newark Bay in Deerness, the mermaid went on to achieve considerable fame with hundreds of eyewitnesses swearing to the validity of the, their encounters. Hundreds of people seeing this thing. Uh, from documented reports, it appears the mermaid stayed some distance from the shore, so exact details are vague, 
but one account does provide a good description of a sighting that was a far cry from the archetypal storybook mermaid. It was about six to seven feet in length and had a little black head with a thin neck, a snow white body, and two arms. And in swimming, it just appeared like a human being. I feel like things about that make sense, like as far as it like being very pale, because mm-hmm. it's underwater all the time, mm-hmm. you know, not breaching very much. But a black head? Black head's a little strange. Mm-hmm. A little strange. Um, now, the hundreds that saw this, is this 100 witnesses during like a close time frame, or is this just like through the history of this area, there's been hundreds? Well, it says over a couple summers. Okay. Okay. Because, I mean, there's been probably there's been thousands of sightings of Nessie, mm-hmm. but that's stretched out through like a thousand years. Yeah, that's or, also Scotland, isn't it? Yeah, I believe so. Technically, yeah, 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 because they have a lock. Mm-hmm. You gotta channel your inner Sean Connery for that one. Yeah, you know, lock. <laughs> I want to go to Scotland so bad. I'd go. It's be so beautiful there. Yeah, I'd go. I've I I feel biased toward any place that's just like green hilly just kind of i don't have a better way to say this but plainness not because it's not pretty but because i grew up in a place i mean the bluegrass like the green rolling hills so mm-hmm. i feel like i wouldn't be amazed by something like that not as special but i would like to see like the cliffs there they're very pretty yeah um there's just a lot of history there castles who doesn't like to see a good castle the cliffs of dover are they there i think the cliffs of dover are there you're the wrong person to ask all right <laughs> I have no clue. No, I want to take a trip there so bad, though. I wouldn't say no. If anybody from Scotland wants to put us up for a minute. Anybody, <laughs> anybody got a Scottish Airbnb out there? Um, I'm you sure they to, exist. Yeah. But would you wear a kilt? Uh, going to Scotland? Hell yeah. Are you kidding me? It wouldn't be the traditional <laughs> the traditional kilt, but I'd wear a form of some form. Just don't forget your spanks. <laughs> as long as you bring your bagpipes, you're going to get some. Another mermaid encounter was reported in 1913, ran to the 1900s now. Um, detail, uh, there were multiple detailed sightings of a mermaid in deep in the deep waters off the southeastern coast of Oi, Scotland. This one's also in Scotland. Um, Ralph Taylor and his crew, when visiting the lob- their lobster creels, which I believe are like the cages for lobsters, uh, saw a strange creature which looked like a mermaid. It rose out of the water to the height of three feet and looked like a lady with a shawl around her shoulders streaming down her face i appreciate that like that some of these people are just like it looks like they're not like old face that was a mermaid although you do want that point blank description sometimes mm-hmm. it just makes some of these people look a little less crazy yeah so like it just sounds like something like a conversation you'd have normally with somebody like yeah i saw this weird thing it looked kind of like a mermaid well i mean if i didn't find a single eyewitness account on this that that didn't offer at least some validity then there would there would have been i feel like kind of no reason to do this for there to be any like lore yeah it actually exists or not i'm surprised you picked it at all because for me mermaids are one of the more far-fetched and hardest to believe Mm -hmm. of of any cryptid or anything like that any like half human thing centaurs yeah it's 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 a tough sell um but specifically, I'd say out of all like the half human, half beast th- things, mermaids are probably the most uh, common and most common reported. Mm-hmm. But I was surprised you picked this one because you're definitely the more, I don't want to say logical of the two of us, but maybe more grounded. I don't know. 
I don't usually go. I don't usually seek this kind of thing out. Yeah. But I felt like I hadn't. I wanted to do again something that I hadn't necessarily done yet. So I wanted to do. And you had done a couple of cryptids, mm-hmm. more than a couple of cryptids now. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to do some sort of creature, and that was the first one that came to mind. So. Yeah. Well, keep keep convincing us about these things. Oh, I try. <laughs> uh, okay. So th- uh, this would have supposedly been the third occasion um, that this specific lady with the shawl had been seen the oldest of them had never been seen had never seen anything like it before and wondered what it could be and some thought it was just the deer nest mermaid on tour from its original spot in uh yo did you get your tickets to the latest deer nest monster show deer nest monster coming next week sunday sunday they're coming oh my god where did that come from it came from orkney that's where it came from it's on tour man Gotta see the Deerness Mermaid. Deerness sounds like something that could be a band. Yeah, I was on a boat one time and I was <laughs> wasn't surrounded by any ladies and I uh, oh, oh, what's she playing? What you got there? That's some beautiful music. Half fish woman. And it's silly, okay? This is a silly topic. It's fun. Oh no. What'd you do? Did you mute for how long? So that was literally me talking to myself and laughing at myself for a couple of minutes. Damn it, Ryan. <laughs> That was gold. <laughs> you just killed like three minutes of our podcast, bro. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> Include that. That's in there. So for you people that just missed that, uh, so I'm a heavy breather, and I've been trying to correct that with muting my mic <laughs> while Jordan talks, um, and I was worried I would do this, and I forgot to unmute it, and you just missed a good two minutes of... Uh, Jokes about mermaids on tour. So That's okay. They got me freaking out. So Jordan's about to throw me in the water and see if I can swim like a merman. Yeah. But it's okay. Where's my half bottom half fish shoot? Fish shoot. Look, I'm just trying to not breathe into the mic, all right? I'm, I'm sure the people don't want to hear it. trying to say S's without H's attached Look, to them. You know what? You know what? Where's that growl? Get get over here, Bigfooty. <laughs> that was the growl? Okay, was, so we've done, we've done what? We've done the howl? The, so is there a howl and a growl? So we've done we've done the howl, which is the good noise, the happy noise. Okay. We've done the roar, which is um, the just now we did the roar, and then the groan. So the only thing oh, left is the snort. I think the snort is kind of like when you're like, like all right. Well, we'll, we'll just, that'll be the cherry on top. We'll top it off with we'll that. Just slip that in there with the yeah. snort. The snort. While I try not to snort in this microphone. Uh, or more relatively more modern accounts exist as well. So again, we're in the 19th century. Uh, there's one well, in 1929. Before we dive into the more modern ones, this is something that since we've been doing research, because we're like 20 some episodes deep now, yeah, it's something that I've kind of went back and forth on. What do you find more credible, a modern accounts, like let's say a few really detailed modern accounts, or a lot of pre-modern accounts? I feel like it's really hard because you can. You can deny the the probability of either, but in different ways. Yeah, I was about to say, because with New Age ones... You can fudge anything. Yeah, like you Photoshop CGI galore nowadays. You can't even take a picture and it'd be believable. Photoshop, say no more. And like, then you have the old days, you have all kinds of cultural things. You could say that it was a story for this, a metaphor for that. Mm-hmm. So I feel like they're both tough cells, but like you said, for different reasons. 
but I tend to lean I tend to lean more on the older accounts because okay see I was too and I was thinking maybe I was a little silly for that but I was like I'll ask Jordan see what he thinks about this well see like all of the accounts that I've read so far I like more than what I'm about to go into oh <laughs> so well <laughs> so I, I just mean I only mean because even though oh you, okay you'll see there these ones seem a little bit more credible but maybe that's only because of the way that people would talk about these things back in the day and they they could only word of mouth and and you know getting thing everything written down was it took more effort so it's like you're only writing the important things down yeah yeah so and things could you know that game of telephone where like you're telling somebody who's telling somebody else who's who's actually going to write it down things get lost in translation i feel like yeah and i feel like that could happen pretty easily mm-hmm. um but yeah so let's hear about that was 1929 we're in 1929 all right um a fisherman by the name of Suk- sukumo kochi captured a fish-like creature in his net that had a human face upon the head of a dog no why why a human head on a dog body was in the ocean well wait is this still counts as a mermaid this was in i'm like it what if it just fell in the water <laughs> Right. And we got a whole other creature going on here. Human human dogfish. I don't yeah. Um it broke free of the net and escaped. Um Or was it like uh oh, it's my favorite one too. Vaporeon. Just with a human face. Vaporeon I never even realized that that's what they were going for with Vaporeon was a mermaid too. It's kinda of what it looked like. Yeah. Yeah. Get your pop culture references here at the creepy campfire podcast dot com. Jeez. We don't really have a dot com, so don't do that. We don't have. <laughs> <laughs> you can register our Gmail. Creep Campfire Podcast. Plug it. Just plug it. <laughs> it's just hard. Uh, <laughs> uh, during World War II, mermaids were frequent, frequent, frequently reported in Japanese waters. A lot in Japanese waters. I was about to say, we we're spending a lot of time in Japan that I didn't expect. That's where I found a lot of them. Uh, they were uh, particularly in the warm seas off of Okinawa. Okay. Which is where I guess where most of them during that time era at least came from. Uh, they were even there were even reports of Japanese Navy personnel opening fire on and killing mermaids, but no bodies were ever recovered. Uh, some reports were some reports of mermaids frolicking in the ocean were made by fairly high-ranking military officials. How so does is, one frolic in the ocean? I've heard of them frolicking. Are they just like skipping like dolphins with their tail on top of the water? I just, don't know. Meep, 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 meep. Um, <laughs> Oh, that was the best sound effect. Well, can you do that one more time? Yeah, that's them skipping across the, the hey, surface. Uh, hey, Bigfooty, what you got for us? That's the snort? That's the snort, that's and you know, I expected that to be much shorter, but I'm also not mad at it. So the snort and the... Howl. Howl we have to look out for. Those They're are a little, little bit longer. A little bit longer. We need, we need some dramatic effect for those. Dramatic pause. But really, like, how do you frolic on an ocean? <laughs> They've been seen frolicking. They've been seen cavorting. Like wh- cavorting, I understand. What is okay? Um, what is cavorting? Hey Siri, what is cavorting? Cavorting is the debut single from Manchester-born indie rock band. You totally are n- not what we're looking you are, for. You are not a help, Siri. Disappointment, Siri. I thought the cavorting was like scheming or. Uh, yeah, it's just to like jump and dance around excitingly. Cavorting is. But yeah, but it it has. I have heard it used when you're like kind of goofing off. Like yeah. Ho- like horseplay. 
Okay. But yeah, it's like just kind of. So we're doing that. Me 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 me. Me 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 me. Let's go. That, that works equally for frolicking and cavorting. Okay, cool. Yep. Yep. Sounds great. Universal. It's just a mermaid noise. That's the siren song that nobody could nobody could resist. They just come up at you. My God, what is that it's beautiful the most sound? Beautiful thing I've ever seen and heard. Is it because I haven't seen or heard anything in months? No. Couldn't be. Couldn't be because I'm sick. And with the scurve. Yeah. And sunbaked. Um So they're convorting off of Japan and near Okinawa. And there were reports from officials that were a little bit higher ranking of them um okay. being spotted. We like officer reports. In it's Japanese waters, yeah. Eight adds some credence to it. So as recent as World War Two. For more than 50 years, people have reported seeing a mermaid off the coast of Hawaii's big island, uh, Kailua-Kona. The sightings were never taken seriously, really, uh, until a dive boat captain by the name of Jeff Leicher, or Leicher uh, finally captured a half-woman, half-fish on on his camera. Uh, you know, he photographed one. I was getting ready to rip him a new one, because I'm like, this is our third story of someone capturing one, and we haven't seen a body. Yeah, right? But... On a camera. Okay, so the only body we've seen so far was a half fish monkey. Half fish monkey, yeah. And that's just not what you want to see. That's just terrible. Or smell. No. But he got a, he got a picture of it. What happened to this picture, Jordan? So he got a picture, um, in 1998. He got a couple pictures. Uh, him, um, Jeff Leicher and six other divers were exploring the ocean bottom about 20 minutes off of Hawaii's sunny uh, Kona coast. He'd heard about her before. He says that most of us who are out here in these waters regularly have heard the stories, but I never really believed in anything until I saw her that morning. We are on our way out to the point when a school of dolphins started following the boat playing in our wake. That just sounds like so much fun, watching a group of dolphins just like jumping behind your boat playing in the waves that you're making. Yeah. It's a nice little family picture for you. Yeah. Um, so you got dolphins playing in the wake. Was there like a rainbow that pops up in the horizon? I'm that, sure it's Hawaii. Like you, <laughs> it's true. It's true. I mean, I've never been, but... It's just perfect. It's supposed to be perfect. Suddenly, one of the men on the port side starts yelling and pointing, and he couldn't believe what he saw. There, not ten feet from the bow, was what looked like a nude woman. She had long, flowing hair and one of the most beautiful faces I've ever seen. But there's no way a human being could be swimming so fast. She was keeping right up with the dolphins. She then leapt into the air, and my heart almost gave out on me. This is all verbatim. This is all quote, quote. The entire lower half of her was covered with scales and tapered back into a huge fishtail. She jumped once more, then disappeared under the surface. And all ten people on the boat witnessed it. About an hour later, we arrived at the point where we were headed to, and we were diving, and I was photographing some colorful fish with my underwater camera. Suddenly, I felt something brush against my right leg. She shot by me like a streak of lightning, then turned and came back past me, swimming the other way. And ever so tenderly. Ever so tender. <laughs> Most beautiful face I've ever seen. I just aimed at the camera and started snapping pictures. I kept shooting as she broke for the surface and swam away. And there are some pictures in the site. Oh. Of a very... family friendly? Very shadowed... Oh, yeah, it's essentially okay. just a... Because he seemed to be very excited at the fact that Oh, he that was. She... <laughs> No, I'm sure he was was, was a little more personal, but uh, <laughs> but essentially the pictures are kind of just like an outline of what you would think a mermaid would look mm-hmm. like along the surface. Right. It was cool looking though. It was fun that they actually somebody actually had some pictures of what looked like real pictures, just kind of kind of stock stock photography. He had the he had the photos analyzed, 
um, by three noted photography labs. All three of them said the photos were genuine and were not doctored. Um, they were the photos of the they were, I guess it's Kaiwi Point. That's that's what the point was called. Uh, photos of the Kaiwi Point mermaid have been studied and authenticated by experts. This is something I'm really interested in, and I need to do more research, like we did with the regressive hypno- hypnosis therapy, mm-hmm. as far as uh, uh, photo analyzing and and authenticating them. Because I don't know what that process is. Because you hear about it all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yeah, they looked at these to see if they were fakes or not. And it's like, well, how do you determine that? Um, that'd I feel be, like it's harder and harder nowadays. Well, yeah. And even at, even in the early days of photography, I'd like to to know what that process is. Mm-hmm. And, like, how foolproof is it? Because there's several photos that are claimed to not be doctored that are just super puzzling. Like, I wanted to do an episode that were just unexplained photos. But in an audio medium like ours it's a little hard to do true so yeah there's there's tons of photos out there that are really hard to explain there's plenty of ghost photos uh there's like time traveling quote unquote photos there might be one that i want to do upcoming maybe potentially not like like the kind of like the goat like the steal your soul kind of photography thing that that was going that went around for a long time but that was a big thing with many cultures yeah so Maybe I'm coming up, so be which fun. which that's I mean even mirrors even mm-hmm. a lot a lot of people thought mirrors I um, think that showed your reflection for some reason right so which also goes into like water mermaids things mm-hmm. like that like when you see a reflection in the water that's why it was kind of a mysterious place although you still fished and ate from it but <laughs> yeah <laughs> you do, you gotta do what you gotta do um. Yeah, there's, there's lots that goes into that. But just the, the science behind authenticating photos. If we have any listeners out there that know more about this, we'd love to hear it. Um, we could even have you on for a little segment like we had our, our guest expert, Nate. Mm-hmm. Um, I just I think it's interesting, especially when it comes to cases like this where someone's like, no, I really did see this weird thing, and I have a photo to prove it. I, proving those photos are kind of important. Well, getting into photography more in general would be cool. Like I've, I've always been very interested in the process of uh – processing photos and stuff like that you know the red the what red dark red rooms and stuff yeah, like that red the, rooms. yeah well we've also both been very into spider-man lately oh my god so i think that's just just your inner peter parker coming out maybe i could be work for the daily bugle uh <laughs> look i want a picture of that mermaid and i want it now parker that's right good uh get jonah jameson there what would what would he name a mermaid jonah jameson what would, be, what would be his villain name for a mermaid? Because you know it's doing something terrible. If it's there, it's evil. I can only imagine fish bitch <laughs> <laughs> being his go-to term. Uh, oh, my God. <laughs> maybe that's mine, but could be. I, I, that wiped any kind of follow-up I had. Anyway. <laughs> we have fun here. Oh, J. Jonah so, Jameson. <laughs> so, I mean, he didn't have the best mouth. So okay, so that is that was the Kaiwi. That was like the most, like he had pictures and ten other witnesses apparently, and people actually go through these photos mm-hmm. and say, yeah, you're these were these look legit. So yeah. that was the most proof I found. Okay, as far as like physical, because I mean you have the 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 Scottish city mm-hmm. area that had hundreds, hundreds of eyewitnesses definitely, but yeah. no physical proof. Right. We're here. We got our first photograph. That's yeah, yeah. Which I mean, a, a photo's 
only so good until you see i mean because you got to see it for yourself to believe it i feel like i mean i would have to see it for myself to believe it entirely mm-hmm. i know i just ruined my it would at least but... intrigue me though if i saw one that i couldn't right away be like oh that's fake and that and that a person told me like yeah i mean he didn't do anything to this picture so whatever this is this is what it looks like so yeah even if i didn't 100 percent believe it it would be enough to be like huh maybe it's just two fish overlapping each other at the right point in time but i mean maybe but like i don't know it, it, the fact that it's making you go through and and run those kind of mental checks with it well and there are so many i mean i've What's, I can't remember the exact percentage of, of life forms that stem, that not, well, I mean, everything stems from the ocean, but that exist in the ocean that we haven't found yet. Oh, there's so yeah. many species. It's, it's just crazy. I mean, we can't even touch the bottom yet, so who knows what's down there. Yeah, especially, I was about to say deep ocean, but yeah, who knows? I mean, there's several things, like there's cryptids, the giant squid mm-hmm. that we now know for sure exists and have caught, caught video of it. Yeah. Then before that was oh just God, myth. Can you imagine being down there with that thing? Oh Lord, that I I don't know though. I think I would be. It, a, it sounds bad, but I think it wouldn't actually be that bad just because you wouldn't be able to see it because it's so dark down there. That would be. I could never do that. Being enclosed in like what you would have to be in mm-hmm. down in the water so far that everything is just pitch black. Mm-hmm. I feels like the scariest place in the world. Potentially, you never know what's down there. I kinda All I keep picturing is like a giant anglerfish because anglerfish mm-hmm. are things of nightmares. Yeah, well, and you, it's funny because you see like the nature docks and you see all these weird things that are down there, but a lot of them are no bigger than your hand. Dude, have but, you ever heard of a sand striker? I feel like I have, but remind me. Pure nightmare fuel. Apparently it's a, it looks kind of centipede-ish. They live in the, on the ocean b- bottom, on mm-hmm. the ocean floor, and they've x-rayed how far down into the sand the body actually goes Mm -hmm. but it just winds itself in a coil down into the sand and it pops up from the bottom with these pincers and just catch fish this thing doesn't have a brain my favorite kind of animal it doesn't have a brain it's just this thing with a ton of little legs and a huge gaping mouth that just like a more active venus flytrap like anything with pincers i was talking about this with a haircut like Anything with with pincers, the pincers shouldn't exist. They that's <laughs> th- that scares me. Like bugs, some of the scariest things in the world. Like when you get close up in on them, gross. Some of them terrible. I think they're cool. I mean, I kill them for a living, but <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, not all of them. I try to save ones that are important for the environment. But you, there's enough ants. You don't need ants in your house. You're in pest control. You kill pests. I mean, you got to do what you can. They're do. pests for a reason. Yeah, this is true. But anyways, sand strikers, look it up terrifying absolutely nightmare food get you by it. it's gross in august of 2009 so 21st century now after dozens dozens dude how is it that i can talk somewhat normally until we do this fuck you sasquatch it's <laughs> it's uh it's i blame the tacos that hot sauce i do too has your your lips tangling and you can't you can't enunciate it was big a, mouth movement it was a beyond meat burrito that was really good actually that was one of the better burritos i've had from taco beyond meat doing it right okay august 2009 
we are not respo- responsible for anything from uh, Beyond Meat or Beyond Meat Corporation. We are not sponsored by Del Taco, but we would love to be. If you'd like to give us free tacos, Del Taco, please hit us up at creepycampfirepodcast at gmail.com. We are not responsible for any diarrhea functions that might happen afterward. Dude, that was that was pretty good. You got through that without... I couldn't have done that without uh, tripping up. A stumble or two, but not too bad. Very nice. So after dozens of people reported seeing a mermaid leaping out of the Haifa Bay waters and doing aerial tricks, the Israeli coastal town of Kiry- Kiryat Yam. Yep. <laughs> Don't yep me. <laughs> like, that's right. I mean, I'm, I'm doing Kiryat it. It's better, it's better than I could. We heard... Kiryat Yam. Look, we maybe? just had that Italian episode, and I was just... It wasn't even a stumbling. I was just continually falling through all of those, those Italian are, names. Those are pretty funny. So that was much better than I could have those done. Are pretty good. We'll just give you all of the foreign correspondence, Kareem. and I'll do all of the American. <laughs> that sounds good. <laughs> that sounds good. I'm not. I'm not mad at being a theme. Kiryat, Kiryat Yam offered a one million dollar award for proof of this of of its existence um, of this mermaid off the coast of Israeli. That is intriguing to me. You said earlier that. You like when thing people believe in it so heavily that they're willing to put up a and I, this whole town is willing to put up a, like yeah it, it's one thing if it's just an individual mm-hmm. if it's just some I don't know if Bill Gates is like oh hey if you, if you, if you can prove Bigfoot's real I got fifteen mil in it for you yeah that's one thing because it's just one person who has the resources that's vested but if it's a group an established no, no, society no, no. you know that if Bill Gates looking for anything he's looking for a mermaid. And he's like, I, you don't worry about what I'm going to do with it. <laughs> just find me it, and I will pay. <laughs> just write out however many zeros. <laughs> find me a mermaid. So we're we're in we're in we passed Y2K. We're in 2009. Towns offering a mill. Yep. In Israel. Did in anything Israel. come of it? Nothing has come of it yet. Okay. It's 2009. This no is... sightings to report with it or anything. Nope. Okay. No, I mean just besides what the the initial ones that that spurned this whole mm-hmm. million dollar funding. Okay. Um, and then the most recent that I could find were in 2012, uh, which one one the ones you had heard of in Zimbabwe. Oh. Uh, where the there was apparently there's work being done on these two reservoirs near G O K W E Gokwe. Say it like you mean it. Gokwe. There we go. Gokwe. <laughs> and and Muter in Zimbabwe, uh, where workers stopped, uh, they refused to work anymore because they said that mermaids had hounded them away from the work sites. Okay, this sounds like a real Scooby Doo kind of mystery. Scooby Doo? Yeah, it sounds like there's just some old guy that like is like owns the site. And he's just like, I can't. My workers are gone. I need some help, kids. We'll find the mermaids for you. Bringing the mystery team. Don't you hate on Scooby-Doo? I would never. Scooby-Doo is probably the single, that encouraged Cowardly Dog, the single reason I'm interested in this kind of stuff. Oh, Courage was so great. Oh, that show was so weird. But I think it's funny that Scooby-Doo, which spent its entirety unmasking hoaxes, is why I like hoaxes. <laughs> well, not hoaxes, always, but these the mysteries. Person. It was always explainable. Yeah. Yeah. See, I'm grounded people. Yeah. Kinda. Yeah. <laughs> Grounded in something. Yeah. In most ways. So, so so these workers ran off. They were terrified from mermaids. Yep. Also, what were these mermaids doing, you think, that scared them so much that they were like, nope, 
Like they weren't just laying there sunbathing. They had to be doing something to freak them out. I don't know. Maybe, I, maybe they were just making that noise over and over, and they're like, "Look, we can't, we can't deal with the me 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 me." What? <laughs> just all day and night, me 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 me. That sounds like something that South Park would do. They would make a mermaid go me 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 me. That's the mermen. I'm sorry, the the mer mermaids were me 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 me. That's what we were doing earlier. I rocked it. They were yeah, potentially just getting really close to him and whispering that there in their ear and freaking him out. Or maybe they were um, trying to seduce them with their half fish bodies, or maybe more fish bodies because you don't know. Like maybe they, maybe it's all the way up to, the, to the neck, like that. You know, has been reported before. <laughs> just a face. Just a face. Maybe maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's just these these little fish faces looking up at you from a, a human faces looking up at you from a fish body. That's when you get the shot. Because that would creep me the hell out. Would you try to communicate to it, or would you just go for a kill? If it looked like a human face on a fish, I would definitely try to talk to it first. I'm like, you don't look right, but... <laughs> you look like you had a bad day. <laughs> what is happening? And then when it cries and tells me to put it out of its misery... Because <laughs> it was cooked up in some laboratory somewhere... Then I would, yeah, I would uh, happily fish it out and uh, grill it up. <laughs> You would eat it? No, definitely oh, not. I would hope not. Me? Someone with a human face? Come on. Filet of nose. Ew, gross. So, so these workers they, they took off, but what what happened after that? That's it. That's, That's all they it. had. They just took off. They were like, "We're not doing this," and never they got built. Come back to the site? No, no. What I had heard, which might be a little bit of a more modern continuation of it, and it could just be just pure something someone made up to have more of a story was that that team had left the guy had hired another crew of workers to come in that crew got spooked off really so then they hired security like with guns and i think then they finally got it built but yeah it took a couple rounds of people so it wasn't just like the first crew like i think the guy who whoever it was ordering this reservoir be built I feel like you probably I feel like they're probably not doing anything that is threatening their lives. Like But would you need to? What do you need these guns for? Are these things trying to kill you? Sirens, man, drawing them into the water. I would love to hear a tune while I'm out working. <laughs> Serenade me. But doesn't mean I'm gonna <laughs> Serenade me, baby. Doesn't mean I'm gonna come and join you in the bottom of the sea. But that's the thing, that's the whole siren thing is you are drawn to I know that it's supposed to be uncontrollable. I know. So all the way up to 2012, we've... 2012 is the most recent. 2012, yeah, and then what was the 16 or 619 or something like that? 619 was the earliest supposed... Um, other than, like, mythological, yeah, like, other Greek... Yeah, like, just stories of them. Yeah. Yeah, not yeah. like sightings, but stories. Right. Yeah. Okay, so large span of time. Mm-hmm. And we're talking... They've been the, around forever. And we're talking the ocean, so we're not talking a confined area. So if they are there, there's plenty of room for them to procreate and expand and no one know Mm -hmm. so jordan after doing all this research seeing all of these stories what's your final take on mermaids i would say my final take is that you and i probably need to do an episode on evolution that that's a hefty (laughs) that would be that'd be a heavy one that's a hefty pie right there um no okay so sorry that just that just made me think of it right before you said that i mean i wouldn't be opposed that would be too signed. I feel like that would be getting out of our range. So. I feel. Like, I feel like. Well, as we go along doing this, it'll be touched on mm-hmm. bit by bit. 
and then we can maybe offer our yes because as as we'll find at the end of the show uh we do have evolving opinions we're not just digging our heels in the sand about Mm -hmm. things so we might feel one way about something now and learn more well we also have dissenting opinions because we don't necessarily see things the same way right which which is what makes this interesting yeah we're coming at it from two different sides yeah and as we continue to do this you know opinions and beliefs may shift one way or the other and we want to try to be open with you guys about that so you can see that uh which is why we try to invite you guys into conversation with us Mm -hmm. about it um, we really enjoy that that part of the show, and we're, it's we're really excited that that's starting to really kick off. But beyond you having that idea of an episode, I'm gonna be the hard hitting reporter here. What do we're, I think of What do I think of fish ladies? Yeah, a fish bitch. <laughs> yes. Um. Hold on, before you have that, I I need something. I need to add something. What's up, Jordan? Do you like fish sticks? And, I didn't see that one coming. And I'm done. I do like I do like fish sticks. Fish fish sticks are good. <laughs> really gotta make sure, make sure you emphasize that s. Thank you for saying that though. Yeah. Anybody gets us will get that. Um. So I don't think that they're real. I think that if anything, I mean, I'm not saying that there couldn't be something close or something that could be misconstrued as. Because, again, there are so many things in the ocean that we haven't even learned about or seen yet or touched on. So, who knows? But, I I mean, it's well, and it's been around for just so long that to think that the theory about this one kind of creature has been around for thousands of years, that offers a little validity, too, I feel. That so many people have claimed to see one ac- across the world. Like, it's not, it's not isolated, and it's been going on for so long. I definitely think it it does make you have to question it when you have this many people reporting it and this it affecting this many cultures. Um, but I'm in the same boat where I don't believe in it as much as I want to. Mm-hmm. Um, it, for me, the interesting thing about cryptids is the aspect that it it does tie in sense and tie in and make sense in the order of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and from a biological standpoint, a mermaid makes no sense. Like, skin, normal human skin for that upper half versus the scales on the lower half wouldn't serve any purpose. There have been scientists that have looked into it and, like, there's just And no, even arms. Even just the fact that arms. There's just no way. It wouldn't serve a purpose. There's no other, I mean, other than, like, octopus, but that's a totally different mm-hmm. version of an arm. Um, like the tempular, te- tempular, Jesus, temperature regulating, like regulating, would have to be a thing for like a like a humanish torso to survive underwater for that long. Mm-hmm. The aspect that they would have to have like some sort of gill, or something to breathe underwater. The anatomy between like a hat, like a fish, and a human, there just wouldn't mesh. No, it's so. And that's why I like a lot of cryptids because there are a lot that do fit into that where biologically this makes sense. Mm-hmm. So it makes it, e- I mean, from for everyone's standpoint, makes it easier to believe. But then from the other end of the spectrum, like you could have a spiritual aspect to it where this is something that's not necessarily a, a natural occurrence, but it is of another, another form of exi- existence. Mm-hmm. Um, so it doesn't need to make sense. Yeah. So whether it be demonic or what have you, 
um yeah i mean that's what's great about the show is it doesn't necessarily have to make sense either we don't have to make sense of what we're actually going after. it does and you kind of you i feel like sometimes you have to like pick a camp Mm -hmm. of like you have this like ultra spiritual everything is just an entity from either some dimension or other plane of existence or you have the super like literal down to earth camp where it has to fit in a biological order yeah, um, where it's got to be in one one box. Yeah, so I feel like usually you find yourself or other people's arguments fitting into one of those two. Or at least narrowed down. Yeah, I mean, I think a blending of both is more accurate. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I don't, as much as I like the thought of it, I don't, I'm not buying the mermaids. And if they are, they, they're all scales. I'm going, I'm going with that, if they are. It just, especially the the two different forms of skin, skin versus scales, doesn't just doesn't fly for me. Well, because can you imagine? Can you imagine how, like, you would be a human? You'd be a half human wrinkle. Yeah, just you'd just be, a half prune. You'd yeah, you'd be raisin up top and 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 fish <laughs> on bottom. Now, one thing though, along with this, is I don't like when the explanation, scientific explanation, is any is is just as hard to believe as as the um we'll say pseudoscience explanation of it mm-hmm. like people just saying oh they're just manatees manatees are kind of rare yeah like, you don't see them a lot so i'm not buying that one too much and like i know we poked fun at christopher columbus earlier but a manatee and a half naked woman look nothing alike no i don't care what distance i'm blind as a bat and even without my glasses i could tell that distinction yeah so Plus, I'm, if you're nowhere close to land, what the hell do you think a half-naked woman is doing out in the middle of the ocean? That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I'm with you there. That was a fun one. I liked it. Some mermaids. Yeah. Some mer people. So, I think we've we've summed that up sufficiently. Let's move on into listener mail and Squatchy. Oh, yeah. We're not going with Squatchy. We still need names from you people, but we got to call them something. Squatchy, what what should he introduce listener mail with? I feel like there should be a noise that introduced listeners ma- listener mail. A jovial, ha- happy, maybe happy maybe the roar. <laughs> yeah, maybe he's just really roar. excited. Yeah, go with that. Perfect. All right, Perfect. We're, that's the mail. <laughs> <laughs> so let's let's pull up listener mail. That's the mail. <laughs> that's the mail. That's the mail. Okay. I feel like we're gonna have to get a couple of these different ones and mix them up. Yeah, get some more voice machines. So let's start with the yeah. We'll just have a whole slew of cryptid voice mm-hmm. machines. That'd be pretty great. Yeah. So this one will start with Alex, and Alex did give me permission to mention his name on air, but just to be safe, I won't say his last name. But Alex, first off, thanks for writing in. We really appreciate it. Alex wrote in about a couple things. The first one I'll mention is um, on an episode way back, we had we had mentioned the Stanley Hotel. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't specifically centered around the Stanley Hotel, but we had briefly brought it up. Yeah. Um, and we talked about we talked about how Stephen King had stayed there, and it's what gave him the idea for The Shining and and things like that. Well, Alex actually went there and took a little tour around, and I'm just going to read um, his experience from it. Ooh, cool. He said, "I have stayed in this hotel and taken the haunted tour that they offer. The hotel is very cool, and there's a lot of history. While I didn't truly experience much, I just want to share a few interesting firsthand experiences." While on tour in the tunnels underneath the hotel, someone else spoke up about seeing a cat. Two other people immediately mentioned hearing the cat as well. There was no cat down there, but apparently in those tunnels, there were pets that would be buried, and it is common on the tour to see or hear cats. 
I personally am not convinced, as neither I nor the person I was with saw or heard a cat, but it was interesting. Hmm. Adding to that, this is the people... Adding to that is the people mentioned seeing slash hearing the cat before the tour guide mentioning mentioned pets being buried down there. However, it is a pretty common tour, and there are a lot of information out there about it. So take it as you will. Cool. So, yeah, so some people might have heard some ghost cats. And I thought, <laughs> I, I, cats. I, I thought it was cool that he mentioned, like, hey, they said this before the tour guide mentioned it. So it wasn't like the tour guide was like, oh, yeah, and they bury cats in these tunnels. Meow. Oh, oh I heard a cat. Was, yeah, that they played over the speaker right then. Yeah, it was, to they, coincide. It was something they they claimed they heard it before it. So, which also they could have mentioned it, and then the tour guide was like trying to pick up on it, like, oh yeah, and by the way, yeah. But either way, still cool, still appreciate the story very much. So. Um, yeah. So Stanley Hotel, still weird. Still weird. Keeping it weird. Yeah. Thank you, Alex. So, and then uh, the second thing that Alex brought to our attention is some classic debunking. I appreciate his field research. He didn't do this strictly for the show. He had done this in the past. Um, and in our Denver airport episode, I can't remember if we had mentioned it or not, um, but near it, there is a, a road called Riverdale Road. Riverdale Road. There's my puberty voice cracking again. <laughs> and um, there's a constant hum that gets reported out there. And I can't remember or not if we included that in the episode, but it is very common thing to throw in with the Denver airport. And um, I'll just re- read his experience. So there's a drum-like sound that is attributed to the heartbeat of a jogger who was supposedly killed on the road. While we were there, we did start hearing this beating sound. Myself and one other friend wanted to investigate the sound while everyone else was afraid and stayed in the car. After wandering around, we found a drill. He's not completely sure if it was for water or oil, but it's not far off the road. While running, this drill made the beating sound we all heard. So there you go. A very rational explanation for this supposed joggers, dead joggers beating heartbeat. Right on. I don't... I feel like we did say something about that. You know, honestly, Maybe. I can't remember. I can't remember either. But I appreciate Permission. this. Because, I mean, it's it totally sounds like a local rumor. Oh, yeah. Back in the day, old Billy Bob, just on his run, he was getting ready for that track meet. And then just boom, splat, dead. But to this day, when you jog that road, you can hear Billy Bob's heartbeat. To this day, keywords. Yeah, but in all actuality, it's some kind of machinery, short, like just right off the road, and that's causing the sound. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah, good. That sounds like a closed case to me. Right on. But we appreciate the uh, the the include on that. Just some local local insight that we don't have. Yeah. So, and now the final point that Alex asked. He had a question for us, and I thought it was important to share on the air because I actually meant to bring this up a couple episodes back, but I just I keep forgetting. So um, his question was, I'm curious about your your opinions about spirits mentioned in the Old Testament, specifically when Saul seeks out someone to help him speak to Samuel. So for some context, um, we a lot of people, even if you've not read the Bible, you know of David, David and Goliath, mm-hmm. that David. Yeah. Um, so... Everyone knows of David, um, but just to give some context to for people, I, I was recently reading the story. Um, I shouldn't call it story. I, was, I feel like that disrespects it a little bit. I was recently reading the passage, and 
in this, Saul is a king. Mm-hmm. And David is appointed to him after he kills Goliath. And he is kind of his right-hand man. David's going out. He's doing a lot of fights for Saul. He's um, he's just very close with Saul, is, yeah. is the point. Kind of protecting him. Right. Well, so long story short, Saul is the king. He's very close with David, who is a servant of his, who is the David. Um, but Saul, basically, he's slowly going mad. Um, Saul's not an okay guy. Um, and he basically drives David off. And he's trying to track down David. Uh, David's doing every like he's staying away from him, kind of doing good acts while he's away, conquering people as well. Not in like a evil way, but like the Philistine Philistines who they'd been battling this whole time anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he be he actually kind of joins with them for a minute, which is kind of cool if you think about it. But anyway, so he's trying to check track down David, can't find him. So he sends people to look for a medium, and he wants a medium to come in and bring um bring up the soul of samuel so samuel was a prophet and samuel uh was kind of saul's mentor okay um before all of this had happened before he like leading up to saul being king um and he had died obviously so he's looking to bring samuel up so he can talk to samuel and be like hey help me with this whole david thing uh, which actually does, and Samuel pop, like comes up, and he's basically like, "Why did you disturb me?" So, right there in the Old Testament of the Bible, you have an instance of one a medium, two of someone speaking to a ghost who is also a soul of a dead person. Mm-hmm. Alex wants to know our opinion about basically that. And of ghosts in relation to that. I am intrigued of your opinion as well because you had said at one point or another that ghosts, no matter how, no matter how, uh, that I didn't think they were like a soul of a person. Yeah. Yeah. So and it, that if anything, that they were probably demonic. Yes. Yeah. I still heavily lie with that mm-hmm. um, because you don't know what you're speaking to if you're messing with these things. Yeah. Uh, it could be posing as something, and you think it's uh, your grandma or something. You mm-hmm. know. Um, so I still don't think you should mess with it, but it does make me at least more open. Does it make you want to go get a Ouija board? No, there's not enough of anything to <laughs> convince me of that. No yeah, mermaids. I wouldn't do it either. Nothing. Um, but it does make me a little more open to the possibility of a specific person's soul or whatever, mm-hmm. um, because it is so clearly stated in that, and that is my my faith's text that I do believe in. Um, yeah, it, it, the best I can say is it makes me more open to the idea. I don't think, like I said, for the vast majority of this, I still don't think that they are Jethro's soul walking the halls mm-hmm. or anything like that. Um, and if it is a soul, like it wasn't like Samuel just popped up and was like, oh, hey, what's up? They had to have this medium bring him through. Yeah. So if they are here, they're not here by quote unquote natural means. Okay. It took somebody was messing with something they shouldn't have been for it to occur. So, yeah. And I hear, let me just for all intents and purposes, I don't want to offend anyone. Um, I want to give you the exact uh, verses. So you can, if you want to look this up, you can yourself. Uh, but it's in 1 Samuel chapter 28. Um, and it starts around verse 7. Yeah, that's a 
very brief summary of all of those events. That was not word for word, so please don't take that as as the gospel yeah. truth. Um, but that's my faith text, so it does have an impact on me. And what gets me is I've read that before, but I'm like, I must have been just cruising through that when I was like reading because this is like the second or third time I've read that passage and it didn't stick out to me. And I read it this time. And I was like, "Whoa, we're talking about mediums and ghosts." Well, and then that's all it t- like. That's what's so cool about people reaching out like this is that it, you know we can reevaluate. Well, and- that was kind of the funny coincidence about it is I had read this. I'd already planned to talk about this on here, and then we get this email specifically about that passage I just read. Oh, right on. Which to me, me personally, is a little bit. I think a little bit divine intervention. Yeah, I thought it was a funny coincidence that that had been brought up the same time that I had stumbled across it on my own. Yeah. Um, so it's it's made me a little more open to the idea. Long story short. So then we have one more listener that wrote us. We are going to leave this listener anonymous. They they requested because there's other people in the story and they don't have their permission and they don't they don't want to cross any waters they shouldn't. Totally understandable. So Jordan, would you like to read this one since I took the vast majority? Are we cool to say where this is taking place? I, th- I think so. I think we're safe to say where it is. So this is coming to us from New York. And uh, somebody who discovered us on iHeartRadio. Thank you very much. This person wanted to tell us a story about uh, what happened about seven or so years ago when they were 18. It sounds so far-fetched that um, they haven't told anyone besides their fiancé. And that's what this person is saying. We're not saying that we think it's far-fetched. Yes. Sorry, this is all word for word. This is all verbatim. So their ex and brother know too, but they are um, a part of what happened. So um, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna read it off like a like a quote. So uh, I was 18, living at my parents in Syracuse, New York, and hanging out with my then boyfriend, brother, and our friend in my basement. We decided we wanted to go watch a movie, but our friend had to go home. Although he lived walking distance away, me and my then boyfriend said we'd give him a ride because we wanted to stop get some snacks for the movie anyway. So we dropped him off on our way to the gas station, which was on the way home. We saw a ball of light run across the windshield of our car. My boyfriend was driving. He stopped the car. I looked down immediately after seeing the light, and I had an overwhelming feeling not to mention it. My boyfriend looked at me and asked if I saw the ball of light. I was quiet, quiet and just nodded yes. We continued to my house, forgetting the snacks. When we got there, we go downstairs, and my boyfriend quickly mentions the light to my brother, but in a weird, very nonchalant way that way that it, that it didn't seem too weird. I didn't say a word. My brother was like, nice story, but where the hell have you been? <laughs> Confused. Uh, we were like, um, we went to drop off for a friend. What do you mean? He asked, why, why did it take three hours to drop him off while we only lived, like, five minutes away? We looked at the clock, and sure enough, hours had passed, even though it only felt like 10 to 15 minutes for us. For some reason that I can't explain, I wanted to ignore how, we- how weird it was, and I did. I just wouldn't put much thought into-, into it like I was in shock or something. I just told my brother to shut up and put on the movie. He said he already watched it, so I just went to bed. My ex was a bit more weirded out than I, but not nearly as much as we should have been. My brother thought we were messing with him, and that we were just then that we just wanted alone time or something i put it completely out of my mind and uh fast forward five four or five years later out of nowhere i uh, remember this incident and this time i could not ignore how weird it actually was i had stayed in touch with my ex so i called him wondering if he remembered it like i did 
I thought maybe I was just remembering it wrong. Um, I asked him what he remembered about that night, and sure enough, it was exactly how I remembered it. Ever since I stopped ignoring what happened, I have been so interested in the unknown. That's really cool. Yeah, I mean, you got a lot packed into there. Yeah. We got flashes of light. We've got, um, I don't know if so much a time slip, but at least like missing time. Missing time, at yeah. least. Yeah. Because it wasn't like anything had happened to them. They didn't experience anything. It was just like a blip. Yeah. And then hours have went. It's weird, and I like it. That's so weird. Yeah, and I, I, I like it especially because this person mentioned um, how later on, like years later, um, they recalled this. Yeah. And it really creeped them out, even the, like the fact they recalled it. And I'm like, yeah, you have some of those it memories. Out, for that, sure. Yeah, like you kind of put back, but when you when you run back through it mentally, it gives you the chills. Can you imagine? It'd just be weird. Like, I wouldn't even know if I'd be scared by it. I'm no. just like... I just have a, I would have a hunger to understand. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So. I'm glad that that's what uh, was instilled here. Yeah. So thank you so much. Thank you very much. Mystery listener that, that you was, know who you are. That's really cool. Yeah. Anybody who's got stories like that. Yes, please hit us up. Stories about anything. It doesn't yes. have to be related. And even if you just want to say hi, tell us how you're feeling yes. about the show. If you've got suggestions, um, we've had listeners give us suggestions. We would love more of that. Just keep reaching out. All the feedback. Yes, and you can do that at creepycampfirepodcast at gmail.com. And if you're really just loving that logo, if you're loving the podcast and you want to support us, uh, we do have merch up. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a ridiculously long link that I'm not going to repeat here, but if you're listening to us on iTunes, I will include that, um, in the show notes. And if you're not listening to us on iTunes, cause we're really getting a lot of love from, um, iHeartRadio. Um, awesome. I can't include anything on there, but if you, um, just email us and say, Hey man, I want some merch. We'll send you a link. So that way mm -hmm. you can, you can get your fix. We got shirts. We got t-shirts. We got aprons. We have camping mugs, camping mugs for that creepy campfire. Um, you, yeah. So we've got that and just keep reaching out to us. Um, and another way that you can support us is please just give us a, a rating and, and subscribe on iTunes, um, Apple podcasts, that, a couple of stars. Yeah. Though, whatever stars you think we deserve, we're not going to sit here and, Say fives only. We're realistic. But it greatly helps us out for sure. Totally. And the more ratings and reviews you put out there, the more people will discover the podcast and the more stories like the ones we just gave you we can read off. Mm -hmm. So please keep listening, keep sharing us on your social medias, and keep giving us ratings. We just we really appreciate that you guys are taking the time out of your day to listen, and we hope you're, that we're making your day better. My goal personally now is to potentially have an episode in the future like not hopefully the near future where we just have a bunch of stories like that and we can just kind of roll through them and oh i'd love that like every and a, and a whole a whole reaction like a listener reaction episode yeah like maybe like every four or five episodes we mm -hmm. have just a listener story episode that'd be so amazing cool. be so cool and like we don't care how big or small these stories are guys like it could be a little five minute story mm -hmm. of like man this is really weird thing happened i just I don't know, like you saw something weird in your closet and that's all there is to the story, we still want to hear it. Or if you have this forever long novel about this epic adventure that you had, we want to hear that too. Like, And as much you, as we like talking to each other about this kind of thing, the more opinions the better. Absolutely. So we just want to, we want to thank you guys again mm -hmm. for listening to us. We want to thank everyone that's uh, been supporting the show and all of our, our, our 
our listeners that have emailed in to us. Definitely. Uh, don't be shy, but we hope you've enjoyed the mermaids. Mm-hmm. We hope you enjoy. Oh, and don't forget, we need we need to come up with a name for Squatchy. Squatchy will not do it. That's not original. We need something good. He will not have a name until somebody submits one. That's right. So we need a submissions. Right now and it's Squatchy. It's it's we're gonna pick by the next episode what his name is. What what do you think? What noise should we go at on Jordan? Let's give him let's give him a good long one. Squatchy, what you got for us? And with that, everybody. Remember, stay toasty. toasty.